you can't just make every single dollar on the planet. It's just impossible. There will always be more money to be made, and you can always sleep less. You can always work more. You can always, you know, wear your body out. You can always drink more coffee, but. You only have one body. You only have one mind. You only have one life, and it's up to you how you want to live it. Welcome to the Early Retirement Advantage podcast, where you will get weekly doses of inspiration to pursue financial freedom while caring for your mental health. After being diagnosed with several mental illnesses during the pandemic and getting fired soon after that, I decided to turn that into an opportunity to pursue fire, financial independence, and retire early. If you're ready to kickstart your financial freedom journey while taking care of your mental health, you've come to the right place. You will learn the mindset and strategies to retire early from anything that no longer serves you. Leave money on the table. That is the best thing you can do for your mental health. And this is very different from all the other stuff we see in the personal finance space. And I used to be the part of the problem. And I always say this because you know, after retiring from corporate for、uh, almost two years now. I have grown a bunch. I've learned a bunch, and I realize that what I've been doing in the personal finance space, or what I've been doing in general with my life, was actually making my mental health、um, even worse. And that probably has to do with the the kind of upbringing I had. And I was always the、uh, type to be that. Role model kid, and my parents would always tell me to compare myself to others, and my parents would always compare me to all these good kids that they see, like you know their friends' kids or their neighbors' kid or someone they've heard of who got into Harvard and got a super nice job, high-paying job, right? And so growing up, I've always had the mindset of I have to. Do my best. I have to try my best. There is no in between. If I do something, I just have to extract as much value as I can from everything that's involved, including myself, and you know, mostly from myself. Extract value from myself because that is the one thing I can control. And so, when I keep on doing this for you know twenty or so years, I then develop this sense of not enoughness. This sense of Inadequacy is that a word? <laughs> I just develop the sense of I have to put my one hundred and ten into everything. I have to not leave money on the table, or else I am wasting an opportunity, or else I'm not being a good daughter, a good、uh, woman, a good worker, and I just keep putting all these labels on myself and. I did not realize the consequence. Like, obviously, no one would willingly do stuff that damage your mental health, right? Like, no one would willingly、uh, do things that make them become depressed or anxious. Like, nobody would do that. But it is really unintentionally that I was harming my mental health, that I was frying up my nervous system, and I did not understand this for the longest time. I did not understand the impact of my actions. And since I retired from corporate、uh, at 25 years old, I believe, or was it 26 or 25? Honestly, ever since I retired, like age is no longer a thing. Like all these numbers just blend together. What year it is, they blend together. What day of the month or day of the week it is, it all blends together because none of this matters. I don't need to, you know, follow certain deadlines or fulfill certain KPIs. Those don't exist anymore. And、um, back to the topic of leaving money on the table. 
This used to be something that I'm super afraid of. I used to be super afraid of leaving money on the table because I feel like it is a waste of potential. And why would I intentionally make less money if I can make more money? That used to be my train of thought. But now I realize that by leaving money on the table, I'm actually leaving more space and time for myself to heal, to take care of other aspects of my life, to explore other interests. And not every single hobby has to be money-making. What I'm saying right now is the complete opposite of what I used to preach. I used to say that you have to have money-making hobbies. And the best thing to do is to tie your passion with money-making habits so that your hobbies can also make you money. And basically any hobby can make you money. That is true, but there needs to be some sort of healthy balance to everything. Just like salt, right? Salt tastes good. Salt makes food taste good. If you cook without salt, then your dishes might come out super bland and tasteless but you don't want to overdo it. And I think what I was doing back then was I was overdoing it. I was so strict with myself with not leaving money on the table that I said no to everything that did not bring me immediate feedback, that did not bring me immediate income or some sort of return on investment. And I was so I want to say I was just so um calculating. <laughs> yeah, I was so calculating that I also decided to cut off all socializing activities, like all parties, all dinners, all like dining outs. I decided to cut that all off because they did not bring me immediate return on investment. And I've mentioned this several times in maybe other videos or podcast episodes that by cutting off all these social connections, I also miss out a great part of my life. And we are social creatures after all. We can't just be forever alone forever. And um, I now realize that what I was doing in the past, sure, I was trying to optimize my money-making skills. I was trying to make as much money as I could and save as much money as I could. And obviously that has worked. I am able to save and make enough money for me to have this retired early lifestyle but at the same time I sacrificed a lot and I don't know if it is necessarily healthy and I also don't think that it is all that worth it to be honest the thing with mental health is that it is a tricky thing once you have depression, I'm interrupting my own episode to invite you to my live masterclass on early retirement. It teaches you exactly how to plan your early retirement and retire from anything that no longer serves you. So I mentioned that it is free. To sign up, simply head over to the link in the show notes. You can't necessarily completely heal from it. Um, it depends on what kind of depression you have, but the type that I have, according to my therapist, is not the temporary type. So once I have my, you know, depression symptoms and depression diagnosis, this follows me for the rest of my life. And so you know how we always talk about long-term and short-term thinking. Well, when we think about the long-term, the fact that because I was so burnt out and because I was pushing myself so hard, that triggered my depression and now I have depression for the rest of my life. Is that really worthwhile? I'm not sure about that. But obviously, I'm not saying that you just don't need to make money at all because 
obviously there's the practical aspect of it. But what I'm suggesting is that there needs to be a balance. I'm not saying that you should leave all money on the table and never make any money in your life. But I'm saying, or what I'm suggesting is that you want to leave some money on the table because it is, it is just impossible for you to make all monies. It is impossible for you to extract every drop of value out of yourself or out of others or out of everything that you do. And sometimes you just need to do some so-called useless things. Um, the things that don't bring you income, the things that don't bring you an immediate ROI. And this way you can live life and work and, you know, um, take care of other aspects of your life in a way more sustainable way. And in the past, I only focus on money making. I only focus on the dollar amount. And I was very calculating. Like, to be honest, I would judge people and I would judge events. Like, And this is in the sense of like, I would judge people and think that does this person bring me any immediate ROI? Like, does this person help me with my career? Does this person help me with, let's say, YouTube or um, let's say my finance career? If yes, then I would want to put more effort into that relationship. If not, then I will try to excuse myself from the conversation and stop talking to them. I was so calculating. And also when it comes to events, I would ask myself, does this help me make more money? If yes, I would I would stay at the event. If not, I would leave. And obviously I lost a bunch of friends and, you know, even looking back at some of my um, chat history, like sometimes I would look at my previous chat history, I noticed that I was really rude. And it's probably because in my mind, I just measured everyone and everything based on whether it can help me make more money or save more money. And if not, I try to take myself out of those situations. And, you know, now reflecting on the past, I realized that I was overdoing it. Sure, it's good to make money. Sure, it's good to look for ways to make money. And sure, like when you put a lot of effort into making and saving money, that will probably get you towards your financial goals at a much sooner rate versus if you just, you know, don't give enough about it and you just don't do anything about your money situation. Sure, that could happen. But at the same time, you're also missing a big part of your life and you are also at risk of ruining your mental health which is what happened to me and i think a big part of why my mental health collapsed when the pandemic happened is obviously pandemic caused me uh, the pandemic caused me a lot of anxiety since my family's in china and um, i just felt really helpless at the moment and i didn't know what i could do and i was all isolated from my family and from my friends and from my co-workers but also um the pandemic also gave me a lot of time alone and a lot of time to reflect and it made me realize that i missed out on a bunch a bunch of things in my life and um i was too focused on not leaving money on the table so lately my newest principle is leave money on the table it is okay to leave money on the table and yes i am in a very privileged position to say this because i don't have to worry about my sustenance i don't have to worry about starving or not having a roof over my head but i also believe that a lot of you who are listening that's also your situation. You don't have to worry about sustenance. You don't have to worry about having a roof over your head and you are able to, you know, not have any income for a couple months or even years. And if let's say now you're already seeing red flags um, set by your body, if you already have 
mental health issues that you're dealing with. If you already have depression and anxiety, or let's say PTSD, which I have them all, I collected all of them. If you already have these red flags, maybe it's time to take a break. Maybe it is time to take a step back and actually leave money on the table intentionally and stop extracting every every drop of value out of you, out of others, out of every situation that you're in and allow yourself to not make money intentionally. And it's super hard to do. It is super counterintuitive because we've all been told to make as much money as we can, to work as hard as we can. And when I say we, that's, you know, I'm trying to represent everyone, but I'm sure that a lot of people with a similar background or with like strict parents and, you know, um, very rigorous education background or work ethics, I don't even know, type A personality, like a, a lot of us, we feel the same. We're always trying to do our best. And if we don't do our best, we feel really bad. And so it's actually super counterintuitive to leave money on the table intentionally and not make money intentionally. And honestly, for the past couple of weeks, I've been doing that. I've been taking a step back from my, you know, social media stuff and I stopped creating fresh content and I just let my team handle the rest. And yes, I am also blessed with the team and I've also, you know, built a team for times like this. And I've decided to intentionally take a step back and do some behind the scenes stuff because to be honest, I need that break. I can sense that I need a break. I can sense that you know, the fountain of my creativity has been running dry and I don't want to keep pushing myself. And I'm fortunate to be in this current situation that I don't necessarily need to make money in order to live. I'm able to take a break for, you know, a couple months, even a couple years if I wanted to. And as long as I can feed myself and, you know, I can make sure that my family gets fed, I don't necessarily have the pressure to make money immediately. And yes, I am blessed, but at the same time, I don't think I'm the only one. I know a lot of us were in the position that we can take a break for a couple weeks, a couple months, or even a couple years. The question is, do you feel safe doing that? And I think for a lot of us, we don't feel safe doing that as our default answer because we've always been told that we have to work as hard as we could and we cannot leave money on the table. But here I'm suggesting that you do want to leave money on the table sometimes if you need it. And if you're listening to this podcast episode and you're like currently nodding to what I'm saying, then you probably need it. And it's okay to need a break. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to rest. It is actually something that should be celebrated more. It should be talked about more. So many people, they just talk about working hard, hustling 24 seven, never taking a break, wearing hard work as a badge of honor, wearing overtime as a badge of honor. But None of those should be worn as a badge of honor. Like hard work in and of itself does not mean much. It just means that you're working hard. That's all it means. It doesn't mean you're a better person. It doesn't mean that you are a better worker. It doesn't mean that you should be celebrated just because you work longer hours. No, it just means you work longer hours. And if there are smarter ways to do things that, you know, allow you to take more breaks, do that. If there are lazier ways to make money, do that. If there are more passive income streams that you can create, do that. Like on top of making more passive income, also think about leaving money on the table intentionally. 
and tell yourself that it is okay. Life is not just about the dollar amount, and I say this a lot. Life is not just about the dollar amount in your bank account, in your brokerage account, in your net worth chart. It's not just about that. And how you feel is way more important than what is than what number is attached to your name. How you feel is way more important than your age, than your income, than your net worth, than your you know brokerage account size. It's way more important than all that. It's more important than your job title. It's more important than what company you work for. Because when you think about it, you can have the let's say the top tier of everything. You can be a millionaire in your twenties. You can make six figures or seven figures every single year, but you can still feel like ass. You can still feel miserable. Then, like, what's the point of that, honestly? If you still feel like crap, what is the point of making so much and having so much? And same thing with the feeling of safety and the feeling of security. I think a lot of us who, especially if we're not born with money or we're not born with money that we can use, like some of us maybe we're born with money, but that's not money that we can use. Maybe um, it's kind of like a power play thing that our parents held against us, and you know they have money, but we don't get to use it. So that you know that still increases our uh, feelings of unsafeness, of insecurity. And so if that's a situation, then it's very easy for us to still have that feeling of unsafeness, no matter how much money we make. You know, some of us, we can make a lot of money. We can graduate from college and within a couple years, we can be making six figures or even seven figures, but we can still feel broke AF. And it doesn't mean that we're ungrateful. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with us. It just simply means that the dollar amount that we make does not cancel out the feelings of insecurity because how you feel about life is completely different from what is actually happening. And what we have to do in this sense is that we have to think about the root cause. Like, why do I feel so unsafe? Why do I feel so broke even though I have so much money? What can I do about it? What is the root cause? Is it because of my upbringing? Is it because of some, you know, money beliefs? Is it because of uh, a certain way that I'm looking at myself? Is, is it about how I'm measuring my success? Is it about how I'm measuring my self-worth? And for myself, for a really long time, I did not feel safe, even though I had a lot of money and I was making a lot of money, I did not feel safe because I was measuring my self-worth with productivity. And even though I was making the most money I was ever making in my life, like, you know, I kept going up each year, I still felt ungrateful of the money I had, or I still felt like it was not enough. I still felt inadequate because I was not working as hard as before. I was not pushing myself as hard as before. I was not pushing myself to maximum capacity, one, because I didn't have to, but also two, because I couldn't. I was on the verge of burning out. My mental health was about to crash and I didn't understand. I thought I was just being lazy. And because I still felt bad about my situation, I thought I was being ungrateful. But this all has to do with a much deeper issue, which is how I measured my self-worth and how I loved or not loved myself. And so um, back to the topic of um, not leaving money on the table. I think this all is so connected. And yes, my ADHD brain jumps from one thing to another. I hope the logic still checks out. Basically, you want to leave money on the table. And there are a lot of reasons why I come to this conclusion. And one of which is my mental health. I realized that 
because I was trying to not leave money on the table, it was really damaging to my mental health. Another reason is that you just simply cannot make all the money in the world. Like you just cannot, it's impossible. You can't just make every single dollar on the planet. It's just impossible. There will always be more money to be made and you can always sleep less. You can always work more. You can always, you know, wear your body out. You can always drink more coffee, but you only have one body. You only have one mind. You only have one life and it's up to you how you want to live it. And it's, from my experience, it's not just all about the dollar amount and I think a lot of what we see on social media it's super toxic there's a lot of you know things that cause us to feel bad there's a lot of things that cause us to feel anxious and um, some of us we tend to compare ourselves to others a lot and of course there will always be people better than you like in Chinese there's a saying this basically means that no matter um, where you're at in life, there will always be people who are better than you. Even if you're the, you know, let's say best in your company, if you're the top performer in your company, there will always be other companies. If not within the same city, then within the country. If not within the country, then within the world, right? Internationally. And even if you can be, you know, um, the best, you know, top performer in your field in the whole entire world, guess what? This might not last forever. Like you can be the best person for let's say a couple years, but then the next couple years you might be replaced. So it might be better, right? Or there could be technological advancement and your skills are not that valuable anymore. You know, all of these things can happen. So it's not sustainable for us to keep comparing ourselves to others for that like short lived happiness, for that short lived fulfillment. And instead we want to turn that gaze back in inwards to see what we can do for ourselves to love ourselves so that we can have these feelings of fulfillment these feelings of gratitude regardless of what's on the outside regardless of external validation regardless of how much money we've made or we've left on the table and if we can love ourselves and you know still live a happy life without worrying about leaving money on the table that is when we're so unattached from the outcome that Honestly, nothing can bring us down. I want to say like 99% of life is about how you respond to it. Only like 1% is about what happens to you. And you probably can see a lot of motivational speakers. Maybe they're missing a limb. Maybe they've had really bad accidents. Maybe they're bored with missing limbs. But they change their life. Like they turn their lives around. And they're now motivational speakers. They're now bringing positivity to others. And that is how they turned a super terrible situation around. And I assume most of us who are listening to this podcast episode, we're healthy. We have limbs, like just statistically speaking, most of us were healthy for the most part. We have limbs. We don't have missing limbs. We are already really fortunate. And so it's really not about the circumstance that causes us to feel bad. It's about how we actually feel about life. And that is always within our control. How we respond to life is always within our control. It's not necessarily about the circumstance. The same thing can happen to two people. One person can come out miserable. One person can come out successful and happy and grateful and, you know, turning that bad accident into part of their story, part of their hero's journey. And so it's really about how you live life. And so going back to the topic of today's podcast episode, which is leave money on the table, like keep in mind that it's not about how much money you leave or not leave on the table. By leaving money on the table intentionally, you give yourself more leeway 
to rest, to heal. And by leaving money on the table, you also allow yourself to explore other aspects of your life, to water the other plants in your life, not just the money-making plan, not just the career plan, but also the relationship plan, but also the family plan, but also the friends plan. And so you can have a way more balanced way of living life, like a balanced diet. And um, you also get to take care of yourself. And I think a lot of us, we're not spending nearly as much time as we need to take care of ourselves, to heal, to rest. And that is so counterintuitive and that is so hard to do, but it's so necessary. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode and share this with someone you care about. Share this episode with anyone you think can benefit from it. Thank you so much for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review or taking a screenshot of this episode, tagging me at charitung.co and sharing it on Instagram where I'm most active. I can't wait to connect with you. In the meantime, go out there and seek your freedom.